Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. All right, everybody. Good evening and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. It's exciting to be live and thanks for your patience with the technical stuff. This is our weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Sarah Germain Lilly. For those of you who are new to the program, we're an inclusive direct action group of LGBTQ people and their allies committed to nonviolently breaking the gun industry's chain of death. That means investors, manufacturers, the NRA, and politicians who block safer gun laws. On the anniversary of the Sandy Hook massacre, our radio gag lineup includes Gun Violence Prevention News, In Memoriam, Noah Posner, Commentary from Poe Murray, Newtown Action Alliance, our special feature, American Denialism, Our Culture of Gun Violence, we're thrilled to have you join us. First up, we have the latest gun violence prevention news. Thanks to Trisha Cook. Take it away, Trisha. Story is from Reuters in the New York Times. A gunman shouting, kill me, opened fire on the steps of the Cathedral Church of St. John the Divine in New York City Sunday, shortly after an outdoor choir performance. The gunman was shot dead by police according to police and a Reuters photographer at the scene. The suspect was struck at least once in the head during the gunfight and was taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. Police fired a total of 15 rounds at the suspect. The police said they were waiting for fingerprints to confirm the man is the person on his identification, a 52-year-old man with a lengthy criminal record, including a conviction for second-degree murder in 1990. Police recovered two semi-automatic handguns from the scene and a bag apparently belonging to the suspect that contained a full can of gasoline, rope, wire, several knives, a Bible, and tape. The shooting occurred outside the cathedral located at Amsterdam Avenue and West 112th Street about 15 minutes after the conclusion of an outdoor choir performance on the church steps attended by about 200 people. The choir's annual Christmas holiday concert had been moved outside in keeping with COVID-19 health safety rules. The performers and most of the audience had either gone inside the church or left before the shooting began. Only about 15 people were still present when the gunman appeared at the top of the steps, screaming, kill me and shoot me as he fired a handgun, sending bystanders running, bystanders running for cover in panic, according to a Reuters photographer who was on the scene. Police officers who had taken cover ordered the suspect several times to drop his weapon before shooting him. Members of the choir were already back inside the church by the time of the shooting, which lasted several minutes. Reuters' photographs of the gunman showed him wielding two pistols, one in each hand. He also was carrying a large backpack strapped to his shoulders. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine is the seat of the Episcopal Diocese of New York, and many of the leaders of the diocese were present for the concert and witnessed the shooting, including the Right Reverend Clifton, Clifton Daniel III, the Dean of the Cathedral, and the Right Reverend An Andrew Deitch, the Bishop of New York. Both men declined to speak to a reporter on Sunday. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine parishioners 
Concert audience, clergy, and staff are all safe after a shooting at our outdoor Christmas carols for the community concert today, Isadora Wilkenfeld, another spokeswoman, said in a statement. Our prayers are with all those affected by this. Once again, thoughts and prayers. From the Cincinnati Inquirer. Ohio's GOP-controlled legislature is fast-tracking a bill that will eliminate the requirements of an individual to retreat before shooting. Senate Bill 383 would eliminate the duty to retreat before using force in self-defense, defense of another person, or defense of certain property. The change would expand the places someone could fire a gun, from a home or a vehicle, to anywhere an individual has a legal right to be. The bill passed committee with a party-line vote Wednesday, setting up a full Senate vote next week. Prosecutors would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the shooter did not act in self-defense to convict that person. At least 27 other states have eliminated the duty to retreat before firing in self-defense. Those who oppose the bill say eliminating the duty to retreat would lead to more violence. A 2012 study by the National Bureau of Economic Research of 21 states found these self-defense laws do not deter crime. In fact, homicides increased by 8%. House Minority Leader Amelia Sykes said the bill was disrespectful to the people of Dayton, where a 24-year-old shooter killed nine people and injured 17 others in August 2019. Thanks, Tricia Cook, for providing context with the latest GVP news. Now, each week at this time, we remember and honor a person whose life was taken as a result of gun violence. This week, we remember the senseless shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary, in which 26 children and their teachers lost their lives. In Memoriam. Noah Posner was reluctant to go to school that day. A mischievous little boy who had celebrated his sixth birthday three weeks earlier, he stayed in bed too long and dragged his feet getting ready. Half an hour after being dropped off at school, he became the youngest victim of the mass shooting at Sandy Hook. Noah loved playing deep, imaginative games with his Legos and superhero toys. He went to school in a Batman shirt and Spider-Man shoes, listening to Gangnam Style, one of Noah's favourite songs on the way. His twin sister, Ariel, survived the shooting. In the wake of the shooting, Noah's father, Lenny Posner, founded the Honor Network, a group that works to combat the conspiracy theories who claim the Sandy Hooks shooting is a hoax. Reflecting on the influence of conspiracy theorists, Posner said... These ideas are not harmless. So spreading hate, vilifying people, there's someone that will read it and possibly take action and really take it to heart. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen in my life. Marie-Claude Duchever, Noe's grandmother, wrote last year about the long impact and painful reality of mass shootings and gun violence. I can tell you that had Noah died in his bed, the last seconds of his life wouldn't have been filled with deafening noises, blood and terror. That is the reality of gun violence, not an abstraction, not a statistic. What happened to Noah, a 
and 19 other first graders in a peaceful little New England town 10 days before Christmas could happen to a kid you love. Thanks, Paul Rowley, for that in memoriam. It's a hard day for teachers and students as we remember the Sandy Hook tragedy. We are privileged to have Poe Murray, chairwoman of the Newtown Action Alliance, giving us commentary on the anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. This is Sarah Lilly with Radio Gag. I'm here with Poe Murray. Poe is the chairwoman of the Newtown Alliance. Poe, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay today, um, but it is a sad day here in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Um, eight years ago, my neighbor used an AR-15 and high-capacity magazines to kill 20 children and six educators um, at the Sandy Hook Elementary School. And today brings back a lot of memories of that day. So it's it's difficult yeah. So please tell us, what is the Newtown Action Alliance doing now to fight and to stop gun violence like this? Well, Sarah, Newtown should have been enough for this nation to create the change that's absolutely necessary to reduce mass shootings and all forms of gun violence in this nation. Um, but there has been no political will by the um, majority in Congress and in the White House to this point to get it done. But, you know, we are on the right trajectory. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris put forth one of the strongest gun violence platforms in history. And I know that he's committed to you know passing sensible gun laws. And we just need to make sure that we deliver uh, Congress that could help to pass those laws and send it to the White House. Currently, we're working on Georgia, making sure that we call the voters in Georgia to encourage them to get out and vote um, so that there is a possibility of having a majority um, in the Senate and kicking Mitch McConnell out of the uh, majority seat so that we can start passing some sensible gun laws away. Thank you so much. How would you like us to support this gun violence prevention effort? All individuals can join any of the organizations that have uh, been born out of tragedy. I mean, Gays Against Guns, Newtown Action Alliance, and there are so many others um, that have been formed since the Sandy Hook tragedy. And I urge all Americans to join some organization and honor with action, you know, not just send thoughts and prayers, but really take action, you know, sign a petition, call a legislator, um, go to D.C., come with us. We'll gladly have you come travel with us and meet with Congress. Um, so keep up with, you know, what's happening um, and, you know, push for a comprehensive set of laws that are needed, uh, because that's what it will take for us to significantly and dramatically reduce gun violence. Background checks alone will not be enough. Thank you so much, Paul Murray. We really appreciate talking to you today and we honor you for your wonderful work. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sarah. And, uh, 
we look forward to continuing to work with your organization to get the job done. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show here on listener-sponsored commercial-free radio WBAI. We are here every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. bringing you the latest from the gun violence prevention movement. Gays Against Guns is urging our listeners to keep free speech radio alive by rushing a tax-deductible donation to WBAI 99.5 FM. Any contribution is welcome and very much appreciated. Become a WBAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Visit WBAI.org or go old school and send in a check made payable to WBAI Pacifica to 388 Atlantic Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11217. Again, visit WBAI.org for more information today. And now for our special segment from our Denial is Not Just a River in Egypt department. This week, we discuss the American denialism we see everywhere in our culture, from election outcomes to COVID safety measures to using gun safety in owning weapons to prevent accidents and deaths. Okay, so welcome to Radio Gag. This week, our conversation is about denialism in American culture and how it impacts our culture of violence and gun violence. We're with Jay Walker, activist, writer, Paul Rowley, filmmaker, and I'm Sarah Germaine Lilly, hosting today on uh, Radio Gag. Jay, what are your thoughts as we embark on this conversation? Well, it's interesting that this is, it's always been a thread in, uh, in American uh, culture, uh, going back centuries, this anti-intellectualism, this, um, you know, uh, to dismiss hard scientific fact, to, uh, to just imagine that there is some other magical explanation for things that has been weaponized over the course of the last four years, certainly, but going back far, much, much further than that, uh, when we specify violence in this country, the way that the NRA, the gun lobby, the gun manufacturers, the politicians that are in their thrall have weaponized this American cultural kind of defect uh, to their advantage to get people to distrust uh, the facts and the studies and the information that we actually have on gun violence, on the effects of guns being in the home, on the effects of guns being awash in our society, um, you know, to the point that Congress completely eliminated funding for the CDC to study gun violence. It all, it all feeds into the same place. You've got people that have this, this, uh, enmity toward toward intellect toward science toward you know real real facts and then you have the people that that manipulate that that you know spew out lie after lie after lie knowing that they're lying but knowing that how easily manipulable some people are and that they will fall for those lies and that those lies will get them to vote the way the liars want them to yeah you know i see a parallel uh, narrative too in um, these constructions, these totally false myths that 
our society revolves around uh, white supremacy, the American dream. And, and I see people rationalizing the way things are based on this idea of the American dream. Oh, that's about agency. It's you can be as good as you want to be. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps, ignoring history, ignoring, you know, the fact that you might have a health issue, that you might not have enough food as you grow up, that you might not have access to education. No, you could just be the best that you can be makes no sense it's true that american myth making uh is really really detrimental to the ability of people to function in the real world um you know you mentioned the pulling up by your bootstraps you know like people have like created myths about how their parents moved how their their ancestors rather moved moved west and manifest destiny and and conquering the land you know they were given money they were given land by the government to uh to, to make a farm they were subsidized they're still subsidized but you know folks have imagined that oh no they just sort of went out there by themselves and claimed and tamed the land and and did it all on their own with no help from anyone um and you know it couldn't be more false they were also heavily armed, a lot of them, you know, and they used those weapons to displace and murder the people who are already living there. You know, again, we see this these parallels when we look at the history of American violence and the history of, of gun culture. The two are inextricably linked, you know, that these are founded, you know, our country is founded on gun violence. Looks and like we may much be like, you know, as you were saying, pull up by the bootstraps, you know, here. we talk on the show a lot about the history of slavery in this country. We were just talking about it before we came on air that, you know, how are you going to pull yourself up by your bootstraps when you're when you can't even leave the plantation? You know, when you're not even thought of as a human being, according to the laws of the state you live in. Not to mention the notion of pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps when you were enslaving people uh, in order to get the work done that you profited off of and became rich off of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And some of this is playing out today in COVID denial too, right? I don't need to wear a mask. I'm young, strong, rich, whatever it is. It's a, it's definitely a denial and it's not looking at the big picture. It's like, I'm going to make it through. So it's okay. There's a really insane level of arrogance attached to that line of thinking. And I think it really ties into the reality that denial is arrogance and denial is an expression of entitlement, you know, that you can say whatever you want, you can believe whatever you want. This whole thing that we hear a lot from American people, that's your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. But the difference is, is that when your opinion, in inverted commas, is causing a deadly plague to spread across the nation, That's a little bit more than an opinion, you know? We are coming up to this larger realm here, and we can talk about so many levels of denial, but we certainly have the denial of gun owners about the danger of their weapons. This week, I've heard people say on internet, uh, license? I don't believe in licenses. (laughs) 
they say, you know, uh, regulation, you're going to take it away. Uh, background checks, people need their guns. Yeah. So bring us home here. Tell us about the denial of gun owners. Well, yeah, it's this uh, that that other myth uh, of, uh, of of America, which is the rugged individualist, right? Uh, that's you know that's been an, an undercurrent. That's been the hero. That's the John Wayne, the Gregory Peck, the Gary Cooper. Uh, you know, that's this sort of, uh, you know this sort of archetype that we've created. Right, and you know this ties in again to what we were talking about earlier. This denial of education, the denial of science, the denial of facts. It's really, really clearly documented that if you own a gun, you know, depending on what study you read, um, I think University of Pennsylvania says you're uh, three to four times more likely to get shot if you own a gun. Thank you for exploring this topic with us today, Jay Walker and Paul Rowley. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah. All right. And we are Radio Gag. To find out more about becoming a member of GAG, please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at Gaze Against Guns New York on Facebook and Instagram and GAG No Guns on Twitter. And don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows anytime on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. We leave you. Sadly, with our fabulous political singing quartet, Sing Out Louise, with their now famous rendition of God Rest Ye Merry Activists. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. In the poor USA was when millions of workers went home with no pay. Forty-five can pitch a fit, but the tantrums he throws We'll not get any money from Mexico. Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. There's nothing into the lies you will tell. Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. There's nothing left, 45 will not sell. The words know well, history's gonna say, was when Donnie the Con was in Vladimir's pay. As the Senate looks away, will not utter a peep. Will the people rise up and take down the creep? Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. Is there no end to the lies you will tell? Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. There's nothing left, 45 will not sell. Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. You cannot tweet from a cold Greetings, I'm Malika Lee Whitney.